0: On SEN Plus, welcome to the Breakfast Table.
1: Good morning and Happy New Year. You're listening to the Breakfast Table. It's so exciting. It's 2020, and I'm here as always after an amazing break over Christmas New Year with my beautiful stable mates and our new time slot at 8 a.m. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy oh my goodness. goodness. Happy New Year. Oh, oh, look, we're still celebrating, see? The fireworks are still going off in the background. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thanks, John. Oh, it's, oh yeah, and the horns as as well, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you believe it? Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's not the only one I popped. <laughs> there has been a fair bit of champagne, pork, cork popping going on over the last few weeks with Christmas and New Year. I'm still suffering. Oh gosh but we at least we didn't have to get up as early this morning because now we're at 8am. Oh, How exciting. So, exciting. so, so we're definitely going to be able to be listen to on the way to netball and Ooh. footy and every, S- and, S- and, S- off, S- and off to the beach this while well, summer's on still. Yeah.
2: Welcome Helen Riser. Welcome back Good honey. Morning. I know. I wish I could feel as fresh as uh, I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you've had did an, you an extra hours sleep. I did. I did. Oh, well, lo- lo- lots of happy. celebrating. And Partying. Oh, yes. I'm very happy to hear
1: that. And we're going to hear about that shortly in more detail. Catherine Zavazio, welcome back, honey. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year, Jack. Mm. Um, it's been a wonderful couple of weeks' break
3: for me since mm. we finished off at, um, at the warehouse. And I've been spending a bit of time down at Studley Park. You know, that's my haunt. I'm mm. um, at the boathouse and yes. doing a bit of a walk. And we had a false alarm last week. The, oh. the fire brigade were sirens blaring up on the top of the hill there. Okay. And I was sitting with my back to the guys as they they walked down to the boathouse restaurant there, and my girlfriend said, "Oh Lordy!" Oh, and this is the
1: fireman walking this down. This was the, the... fireman, mm. and I turned
3: around, and we both just burst out laughing. I mean, come on! Is there two sort of groups of firemen? One are just for the calendars, and one <laughs> are to fight fires.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it
4: was like a
3: movie scene. They all walked down with the braces and yeah. the t-shirts, yeah. and the biceps popped.
1: Yeah. Gorgeous! Oh, oh so you've actually got the calendar fireman? We got the calendar ones. Oh,
2: yeah. I yeah. hey,
1: was there. I wonder when you ring like triple zero and you ask for fire. Could you say, can you put please, in a special request? Can you please put in over the calendar fireman only. Thank
3: you. <laughs> we were, we were my also, house is burning down, and I'm we my... trying to work out how we could in, in, initiate another false alarm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor oh. Peter! Okay, he's a long suffering. <laughs> Welcome to eight am. Welcome to the rest of my life. <laughs>
3: Surrounded no. by us three again. Mm.
4: And a bunch of firefighters with pulsating biceps that just go <laughs> pop.
3: <laughs> anyway,
4: but other than that, I'm still suffering big time.
1: Why is that? Oh, what did you do to yourself? Just
4: constant partying.
2: Yeah. Constant, constant party. shucking. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I had a shucking great time yeah. Yeah. over Christmas, New Year. You did And either. here today, and yeah, just, you know... Getting back into it very slowly. Well,
1: at least we're on a little bit later, which is awesome.
4: Oh, it's absolutely you know extra hour sleep.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, we're all pretty happy about that. But we did have an amazing um, Christmas to be all overeat.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. What did you overdo it on? I'm still overeating. <laughs> Just too much
3: of everything, basically. I don't eat that much normally. So, yes. you know, it's like an all day eating fest, isn't mm. it? Oh, and period? the
2: leftovers. I mean, yes. Pete's going to talk to us about oh, that. I yeah. hope
4: <laughs> You know, because the amazing thing is you open up the fridge and you go to your parents' place for Christmas. And then what happens is that they go, you take this take home this in a home. Tupperware box. Yes. Take this home, take that home. You open the fridge up one week later and go, Oh look at that! <laughs> Special.
1: <laughs> I know it is. It is a little. a lot. What I find fascinating on Christmas Day, and again, I mean, I'm not a huge eater either, and particularly with my weird dietary requirements. <laughs> but Christmas Day I do is my one day of the year I do tend to go up a bit hog wild. But I do find it interesting that you eat up this massive lunch, or you know, and that's usually what sometimes around what two o'clock in the afternoon. By the time we seriously get it all on the table, because it's mm, a bit of a stress. Always late. And then we all skull cough and have a nap. And then at 6.30 we all sort of get up and start scratching and Billy's going, yeah, I could go something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could go a little something. Only a little something. <laughs> only a little something something. I don't know what it is. But at the and time, the <laughs> you know, lunch is
3: just finished at 3, three or 4 o'clock <laughs> and then you have a, a nap and you're ready to go again. But at the time we say, oh, I couldn't eat another oh, thing. Completely. Oh, I'm so full. That's, <laughs> that's enough for two days. I wonder <laughs> But if it do
4: never that. is. I wonder if they do that around the rest of the world as well, not just mm. Australia, where mm. you just really pig out during mm. lunch. You go and have a nap. You wake come and go, oh, yeah, let's just go again. Well,
2: there's a
1: bit of I path. The Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could go with a turkey sandbox at this time. No, I wouldn't, but everybody else does. Yeah. No, it's weird. It's weird how the body, obviously, after that nap, it just sort of crashes. Because yeah. you're up early and you're doing all the presents and everyone's kind of
2: losing their minds. And then some people after their nap, all they feel like is another drink. <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, drinks and yes. beverages oh, yeah. On yeah. a little later. Food. It's oh. a
1: bit of a food and beverage theme today as well. Absolutely. Oh. Um,
2: so then, obviously,
1: with Christmas comes the inevitable New Year's Eve. Well, no, just, we've got that. But hang on, I was just going to say uh, the re-gifting of the unwanted present. Oh, mm.
2: yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. The he, amount of unwanted gifts did that everyone, we re-gift. Yeah,
1: so did everyone get what they wanted or did you get, did you get that awkward? Well, we actually did it for Kris Kringle this
4: year. We actually, um, everyone wrote down the top three things they wanted.
1: Ah, that's a good so, idea.
4: Yeah, which is actually really clever. So that's what we got. My children have been doing that their whole lives.
2: But <laughs> yeah, the is longer one, than three
1: things. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. And okay. it's now all online yeah. and it's really <laughs>
3: expensive.
2: Oh, so there's nothing new here, folks. That's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> actually, a few weeks ago, we actually, Helen and I, went to a Kris Kringle and there was a bit of a fight for a couple of the presents, wasn't oh, there?
2: Oh, <laughs> well, it was Naughty Santa. <laughs> and oh, uh, you, you, you were allowed to take someone else's gift. And um, it was it was there was a bit of a fight over because they knew that one particular person always buys an expensive gift. (laughs) Well, I got the silk scarf, so I was happy. You were very yeah. So what was the what was the expensive gift? It was uh, what was it was it the, the was it the silk scarf? Well, it was, he said it was above the budget, oh. whatever that means. Oh. So, of course, everyone fought for yeah. it. Yeah. It didn't have Chanel on goes. it or anything, but no. it was wasn't Chanel. Chanel. No. It
4: was but, over $20, apparently, which was our limit. Yeah, but there's always someone that goes over there's budget.
2: always one.
4: Yep, they go over that budget and it just goes chaotic and everyone well, goes... Well,
3: you know what? I put two gifts in at the end we, we were still one short, so I don't know yeah, how that I happened. Know. I think someone <laughs> snuck
1: in... Yeah, I know. Yes. How okay. do you end up putting an extra gift in and you end up with one <laughs> no. short still? I don't know. Who was the, the tight one? That didn't um, that didn't or bring who, their present. Oh, who was
4: the person that took it? Oh
1: yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to re gift this. Yeah. yeah, very funny. Well, see, so that's very that is interesting because almost like Kris Kringle, where it's a bit of a like, lucky dip. Mm. You could go and think, well, I'm actually going to shop for another Kris Kringle, so I'm going to go to this Kris Kringle, <laughs> get the present, and then give that present to the other oh. Kris Kringle. Yeah, that's
4: clever. That's oh. re gifting. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Take it. And put it away for next year. Mm. Save yourself some drawer. money. Yeah, frugality in the wallet
3: or purse. <laughs> <laughs> I know Helen and I have got quite the collection from all the different events and things. Oh, you the you the just end up with bags and bags of beautiful things, don't you? Yeah, You do actually. Mm. It's, well, it's quite is funny. It
2: actual crap. No, beautiful no, things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. no beautiful things. <laughs> yes, some yeah. of the some of the events they mm. really go all out. I know. Yeah.
1: I've been to a couple. And of uh, evening sort of balls and stuff, and the table gift. There's yeah. been a couple where I've gone, oh, yes. My god.
3: And then there's yeah. the the events where you actually there's a scramble for the table gifts as well. Yes, yeah. and the centerpieces. Let's you not get into that. Carrying vases out which belong <laughs> yeah. to the venue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd, love, I'd love to know how many how many vases and centerpieces Crown have missed over yeah. the years where people oh, have just walked oh out.
0: Oh gosh, <laughs> hilarious. But
4: th- but then you look at because I know that with my gorgeous wife and I, we've gone out to balls and we go that and you see these centerpieces and she goes, oh god, that's nice and so. Like, no, no. Oh, we've got a small apartment. Mm. We don't have a thousand rooms
2: it's to put like,
1: all these different vases It's not like in. trying to sneak out the Maui goblets. Oh,
2: oh um, that was a funny, they was a funny story. They can go anywhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, a few yes. of those at, uh, at the New Year's yes. Eve party. So tell which us was, yes. what did you get up to, Well, Helen? Together together Events, I mean, I've been working with them for six years on their guest list for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and um, they put on an amazing event, and it was just, you know, this beautiful media wall installation um, by Entourage Events, and they had it at Prince Rooftop. Oh, and the crowd. I mean, there was about a thousand people. What? All oh, the yeah. beautiful young things of Melbourne. It was like. Um, yeah, I know.
1: I've been to one of those. Events it was like the oh, land I'm going to go. Now I'm going to go home. Now. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. it's probably the
4: giants for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh <hello. Yes. laughs> And
2: they're beautiful. But yeah. from all um, all different. You know, from models to to media to you know, business people-y. owners and radio hosts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it was absolutely beautiful. A thousand people it was the land of the beautiful, mm. and um, great music, great cocktails. Really lovely you know, vibe. Canapes, mm. or, yeah, it's always, always a lovely. lovely. Beautiful weather. And then New Year's Eve, of course, the next day, starting at like, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon at Pontoon.
1: The recovery session. Absolutely.
2: Be- well, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but some people choose to do one and not the other. So um, Sometimes be- it's just a repeat performance though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, hair of the dog. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, but again, one. beautiful cocktails. um, you know, canapes and great music, you know, throughout and on the waterfront at Pontoons. Mm. I was going to say, they gorgeous always location. do great locations, do they, together at, at, at the Prince Rooftop, they do the fireworks mm. and it's a whole... We've spent um, so many, well, not so many,
3: but a couple of Chris, uh, New Year's Eves there. Yeah. Amazing, beautiful yes.
4: view, gorgeous
3: vibe yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, being
4: on a rooftop's always gorgeous. Well, I mean, yeah, you know. We've got the rooftop at uh, 50 Albert. That, oh, is that is a good room. Next route. year, next yeah. year. Yeah, that is oh. ab- absolutely awesome. It was actually uh, this year was the first year that they didn't have a big party, so you could just mm. rock up there, go upstairs. They had the viewing platforms, and it was absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Really, really Beautiful. nice. Those fireworks when they go off,
1: nudge, mm-hmm. nudge. It is a man. very good rooftop. Yeah. It's for a great a, rooftop. If anyone wants a rooftop, just
2: contact Pete Hilkey, <laughs> <at the laughs> and he's got the hot tub up there too. Oh yeah,
4: and the hot tub time. <laughs> <Hot laughs> <top laughs> time machine.
1: Oh yeah, baby. I've <laughs> got, got to me. excuse my I voice. Think, I think that'll, that'll take us to places we probably feel uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but as,
2: <laughs> good but movie did, though. But so did you? You did those two events? Yes. Yep. Yes. Well, I work predominantly on the New Year's Eve one. Yes. That's my sort of gig. Um, and then but I do I work on the whole summer series for together events, you know, Nick yes. Rush and Darren Mayle and the crew. Um, I've been at a, clip, been I had a, quite a clipboard a few. and worked at a couple of those yes, as well. Yes. I made her work hard. <laughs> she scary <laughs> with a clipboard.
3: Yes. <laughs> she books me in for two hours and then I can party. Yes. <laughs> and <then laughs> she can have the Aperol
1: spritz. No, we had a wonderful time at those. She has yes. to sing for her spritz. Mm. Yes yeah, she
2: does. <laughs> <laughs> and then and of course, the summer series continues because yeah. they've got the Portsea polo and they've got the Australia Day celebrations and then I do the St Kilda Festival rooftop party. Yep. And, uh, so it's all in St Kilda. Looking forward um, to the polo in awesome. Portsea. Oh, it'll be lots of
1: fun. Well, we've got a couple of lovely guests keeping the party going, talking about food and beverages over the next couple of segments. We're so glad you're joining us. Happy New Year again. You're listening to The Breakfast Table.
0: This is The Breakfast Table on SEN+.
1: Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Table, and welcome back for our first show of 2020, which is very exciting at our new time slot between 8 and 9 a.m. on SEM+. We're pretty happy about that, aren't we, Catherine? We're are, very right? happy about it. Actually, it yes. does take a little while to get used to saying the new year, 2020. Yes. 2020. Yeah. It is. It's very exciting. It's like the one of those, I think people tend to put goals and things in place at the beginning of new decades and, and what have you. So it'll be interesting to, I suppose, find out from friends and family who's sort of starting to think about things differently because it is a whole new decade. Mm. Um, But the one thing we should never stop thinking about – Is Is what taking care
3: of our skin. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) And especially after the last couple of months of partying and being out in the sun and doing all sorts of wonderful things to ourselves. So, look, I'm big on goal setting and, Mm. you know, having great things to
3: look forward to and setting ourselves, um, you know, tasks to reach and goals to reach and whatever. But I think skin is something that never should be off your to-do list. No. And during the hot weather, we've had some scorches, you know, 30s and 40s over the last few weeks and it's not only our physical hydration by drinking lots of water and making sure that we're rested and all of that sort of thing but it's also really important to take care of our skin from the outside and I guess if you think about the use of nicotine patches and hormone patches they're actually on the outside of the skin and it actually enters the bloodstream and Mm. goes into your system and that's how they work. So if you think of what you're putting on your skin actually has the ability to heal and soothe and calm. So, what I really like to do is use things from nature, of course. Mm-hmm. Of now, course. we know that if you get sunburned, um, aloe vera is one of those things that everyone knows about. Not everybody has aloe vera growing in their garden. No. But if you do, that would be my go-to plant. So, you actually break the plant open and you put the gel directly onto your sunburn yes. or your or your heated skin. Yes. But there's a couple of other things. I mean, vitamin E is really good for healing. Chamomile is amazing for inflammation. In fact, we use it in one of our beautiful products at Aroma Baby. But the the thing with the chamomile is it's got these anti-inflammatory properties. So for sunburn or red hot skin, it's actually really... Um, really effective to soothe and, and reduce the inflammation. Mm. And if you don't have chamomile growing or you don't have chamomile oil, grab a handful of chamomile tea bags, choose some organic, like certified organic tea bags and actually make a tincture just with hot water and the tea bags. And you can add that into the bath water mm. or you can make that
1: into like a compress and put that onto your shoulders or wherever you're burned. So um, should you, after you've come back from, say, the beach or mm. you've been outside sunbaking, you've unfortunately gotten burned. which yes. These days, there's really no excuse as to why you should anymore, but it still happens. Um, do, you, do you think having a cold shower or a hot shower is the best thing to do? I mean, it's so hard to have a hot shower when you've been sunburned badly.
3: Oh, too. look, it is absolutely. And I think, you know, the whole thing is cooling the body down mm. and cooling the skin down. So it's definitely a cold shower if you can, yep. or at least tepid. So it's not, it's not hot or warm, but it's just enough to cool your body temperature down. Yes. Um, so, I mean, again, like in the bath, if you've got some cool water and some chamomile or something else in there that you can put on, but I would definitely be hydrating straight away, whether you're burnt or not and hopefully hopefully you're not Mm, (laughs) but mm. um, it's always good to lather yourself up with a really, really good moisturiser or something that's natural, as in a a natural oil. One thing I do really love, I know they're not in season right now, but a couple of months ago you could buy the marigold flowers, even from the supermarket, 5 or $6 a bunch so you can break the flowers off and pop them in an organic base oil and I've brought some in to show you. Um, This is like a tincture with the chamomile or the marigold oil. And if you look at look for our listeners, um, you can't really see, but you'll see it on the uh, Facebook video later on. But if you look at the actual oil, it's got that deep, rich carotenoid out of the plant actually into the oil. And I was looking at some studies about this calendula oil, calendula officinalis, because there's a couple of different varieties. And there was one report that said that they were using it on um, post-breast cancer treatment, so radiation therapy. 41% um had dermatitis and skin complaints after treatment versus sixty three without using the chamomile oil. Okay. So it really it has got some really good solid research behind it. Um, you can make this yourself at home. So if you gather the flowers and make the oil, keep it in the fridge or even in the freezer so the oil will solidify. Yes. And uh, that's a that's a number one trick. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful plant. I love it. It's got, they call it psychotrysant, which means it helps the cells to renew and regrow. And and that's actually proven. So, that's a really, really good one. But if you can't make your own chamomile Mm. oil, grab a jar of this amazing stuff, and I've got one for you all today. Hopefully, Mm. you don't get burnt and you do look after your skin. But try and choose a product that's got natural organic ingredients, chamomile, calendula, vitamin E, all of those sorts of things. Um, Or this little beauty, it's it's Barrier Balm. It's probably our our hero, hero sort of go-to thing for sunburn and, and hot inflamed skin. Yes, absolutely.
1: Mm. And, of course, the the best thing is to actually... Stay perfect. out of the
3: sun. Yeah, or
1: put a lot of 50-plus on, yes. hats, T-shirts. I think some be.
3: people are worried about the chemicals in sunscreen or they're worried about mm. allergic reactions to sunscreen. But a lot of sunscreen formulations have changed and they're paraben free There's some that are zinc-only based, so they're deflecting rather than absorbing chemicals. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it is... Um, the best thing is to actually put sunscreen on. Cover yourself up with light cotton clothing if you don't like wearing a lot of chemical-based sunscreen or find a really good natural sunscreen that's zinc based.
1: Oh well done! My like, top you're, tips for keeping us you so your skin smart safe. and so knowledgeable about this list. Thank you, sweetheart. My pleasure. We now have got, of course, the lovely Pete Hilkey, who's also solving massive problems for us in terms of what we've been trying to do with all those leftovers over Christmas and New Year. Because goodness knows, could we get any more aluminum, aluminum, aluminium foil <laughs> in the fridge? <laughs> and Glad you're American. American.
4: Yeah. Oh no, it's it's the most widely used. Kitchen product (laughs) over the Christmas period. The aluminium foil we're gonna wrap up the ham. Do you realise that's probably one of the worst things I've actually seen? Because if if whenever you go anywhere,
1: Mm.
4: right, never use foil to wrap anything. Because what happens sometimes, the acidity it will actually take the aluminium and put that onto the food. Mm. And it does that with ham. So the best thing to do is make sure that, you know, if you've still got ham left, oh, God help you. If you've um, still got ham left. Yeah, but what I want you to do is make sure that you've got it wrapped up in a cloth.
1: Mm. Yes. It could be in a a
4: a damn tea towel. Your Mm.
1: mum puts it in a pillowcase. Yeah. Oh, exactly.
4: You you know, you can buy ham bags. Mm. Um I'd rather a ham hand bag. A ham bag. actual <laughs> ham bag. Oh sorry, I thought you said handbag. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> handbag. They bag my hand. They're
4: testing. That's okay, already right. So mm.
1: what, what have we what do we if we've still got it all floating around? Okay, so everything's
4: floating around. You got yeah. your ham, your turkey and there's the great thing, never discount your roasted vegetables. Oh, I
3: was just about to say, you roast potatoes. Yeah,
4: correct. <laughs> because the roasted veggies actually make great frittata. Mmm. A really, really fantastic frittata. So, first thing first, whenever you go out to a barbecue, especially over the Christmas, New Year period, you've got food left over, stick it down the bottom of the fridge in a Tupperware container. Right down the bottom. It's the coldest part. Okay. Right? Because even the fridge opening and closing all the time, right down that bottom. That's
3: where you put your meat and fish, right? Always yeah, down the, the bottom. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, got that.
4: Now, but if you've got that, now, just let's get this straight. Okay. Okay. Meat and fish on the bottom. Next rack up, you put your vegetables. Always make sure that you've got vegetables above your meat. or mm-hmm. All your cooked meats should be, um, should be above the raw meats as well. So, you just want to make sure. and Look, it's just about being...
1: Organised, very look, very organised and safe. I guess it's yeah. a
4: safety thing. Well, it as is. Well. And this time of year, when it's hot, mm. people even when they take things out of the freezer, they they you might have some ham left in the freezer. and They go and thaw it out on the bench. Mm. Hey guys, guess what? Wake mm. up! It is too hot to do that. Mm. Thaw it out for twenty four hours in, in the, the fridge. fridge. That's
3: such good advice. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and
4: that's the best thing with anything. Um, but anyway, look, your frittata. What do we do? Frittata. Doing? All right simple it's just a quiche except doesn't have the base a frittata is absolutely beautiful um you can add ham turkey if you've got that leftover with your vegetables vegetables just really just dice them up nice and small put them together make sure you season it throw some fresh herbs through it thank you very
3: much how many eggs how many eggs we pop
4: a half a dozen eggs or something yeah yeah i mean it depends how many making for. if you're just doing it for for two of you for example you probably do four eggs okay do four eggs sounds great um Mm -hmm. you could do some mashed potato. Um, do you know ham and turkey croquettes? Absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, turkey. Me. If you've got leftover turkey, turkey curry. Make up the base with the veggies Ooh. and your curry sauce, and then add the turkey at the end. That way, it doesn't that, continue to cook and dry up. Remember,
1: Bridget Jones's mum used to have a turkey curry buffet after Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she did. that's where she met um, sexy Mister Darcy oh, at the turkey that's, curry buffet. That's right.
4: Awesome. And for those foodies out there, here is one for you. If you really want to be a little bit more extravagant. This time of year, because you've got these, you know, beautiful New Year's resolutions that you actually want to get in and cook, make your own spring rolls. Actually get all your veggies, get your ham, get your turkey, make these wonderful spring rolls at home. And instead of trying to do them like they do when you go out to a Chinese restaurant or whatever, make them like little bonbons.
1: Oh, cute. Right. Very
4: and festive. With, yeah, and when you deep fry them, they are absolutely delicious. And
3: do you use pre-made pastry?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You can just use uh, phyllo pastry. Okay. Right. And you just put a little bit of egg mixture on the bottom and just layer it, roll it. Absolutely Easy. fantastic, kids guys.
1: Love that. Oh, I tell you what, they right. have some great ideas. Frittata yeah. in particular, I do love that because I yeah. always have leftover veggies.
4: Gotta love a frittata. Oh, we
1: do. Well, we are going to be back after the break. You're listening to The Breakfast Table. Happy 2020.
0: This is the Breakfast Stable on SEN Plus.
1: Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Stable. My name is Jack Muller and I'm here with my beautiful stable mates bringing in 2020. We're really excited that you're joining us at a new time slot between nine, 8 and 9, I should got say. To get used to it. I know. <laughs> um, and, Helen, as always, we've got some wonderful guests
2: helping to kick up a, off our first show for the year. Absolutely. This morning we have got the most fabulous head chef at Royal Stacks, Terry Tep. Welcome, to good the morning good morning guys happy Day new year to <laughs> happy new year to you too uh, royal stacks are celebrating it's their f- fourth birthday uh, in January 2020, and um, they, we, I mean, they celebrate in style. I, I mean, I've been working on oh, since your launch on Collins Street, <laughs> yeah. in the city of Melbourne. Um, we, I mean, the themes every year are brilliant, and the food. Uh, I mean, you bring out those trays of burgers, <laughs> and it's like a flock of seagulls. <laughs> and, and there's a plethora. I mean, literally an amazing selection of burgers that you. Do Thank from you. vegan to, you know, uh, all different flavors, which you're going to talk about. Yep. So tell us what is Royal Stacks and um, and the philosophy behind, uh, you know, Royal Stacks in Australia. So, well, Royal Stacks we are an Australian
5: um, burger chain. Uh, we pride ourselves on serving premium Australian beef that is 100% um, Australian, hormone free, uh, organic pasture fed, all that sort of stuff. So full of goodness. Uh, And we don't put any GMOs or anything into our beef. Uh, And we also pride ourselves on freshness. So always having the freshest, you know, our bread is Baked fresh daily, we have the freshest ingredients, and we make all our sauces in house. And that's what's really, really important mm. to us. The sauces are incredible. Thank I have you. To say. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Sir. Like,
2: I enjoy the sauces, <laughs> and I'm not a big sauce fan, yeah. but uh, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, And I mean, when you walk into Royal Stacks, especially on Collins Street, you do actually have a few uh, Royal Stacks stores. So please tell us where, where they are.
5: Yeah, so we actually have three in Melbourne. So we have one one on Collins Street at 470 Collins Street. We have one on Sydney Road, um, sorry, in Brunswick on 800 Sydney Road. And we also have one in the lower food ground um, lower ground food court, sorry, uh, at Chadson Shopping Centre next to Target. Absolutely fabulous. And you do have, you are international now too. We are, we are. Last year in July, we opened up um, one in China, in Shenzhen. Well, China is (laughs) Catherine's territory. That's my territory,
3: absolutely. So in Shenzhen in China. Yeah. That's amazing. So I know there's a a massive digital economy in China and everything is through QR codes. Has that
5: sort of infiltrated your restaurant? Yes, definitely. So yeah. Uh, yeah, like going into China, they use the QR code for everything. Mm. Basically, um, through WeChat, you've got your wallet, your phone, your social. Yes. Um, and actually, in December last year, we actually launched with Hungry Hungry. Uh, so if you go into Collins Street on the tables, you've got a QR code there. You can sit down at the table, scan the code, order your food, and basically your phone turns oh, into that's your fantastic. buzzer. Very oh, novel, and good. you will get a yeah, notification awesome. on yeah. your phone when your food is ready. And you just come up and collect it. It's great. I could
2: just see all the uni students
5: yeah. <laughs>
3: doing
4: just. Oh, they'll up. be all over there
5: <laughs> <laughs> And any more expansion plans for China or is that it for now? Uh, not for China, but you heard it here first. There are plans to expand this year. Um, yeah, location to be confirmed, Ooh. but definitely to all Royal Stax fans, there is definitely a new one coming this year. And
3: I heard with the prices you're turning back the clock. In January, in
5: a couple we of weeks, are, or ah, yes, or something? in about ten days. Yeah, on, ten days. On the fourteenth of January. It's a whole.
4: It's a whole weekend.
5: Yeah, we're celebrating our fourth birthday. Uh, we're doing nineties week. So for nineties week, we're doing all nineties prices. We've got a combo for nine ninety. We've got a special burger called the McDowell, which I'll explain a bit about in a sec. Uh, for nine ninety, we've got a five dollar chocolate shake, thirty cent cones. We've got a kids pack, and the most exciting thing is we're actually transforming our Collins Street store uh, to have the theme of McDowell. Amazing. So, so it's all
2: coming to America is yeah, the theme for the party as it well? Is. So
5: the fourth birthday is um, it's a celebration of the McDowell. So if you don't know about the McDowell, it's a burger that I created about six years ago. Um, it's basically my take on a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> and just being a massive fan of the movie Coming to America there's where he works in that place called McDowell's. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Of McDonald's.
4: Oh, yes. So is Eddie and Murphy coming
5: out? <laughs> <laughs> you've just ruined the surprise. No. <laughs> now you've also got a new burger coming out as well. Yeah, we, well we've launched it already. Um, so we've got a new fried chicken burger that's permanently on the menu. Wow. Um, a lot of inspiration from America. I get a lot of inspiration from America. They do great burgers. They do everything great over there so I'm always is looking.
4: What's your work. favourite burger?
5: In the world or?
4: No, no, at Raw Stacks. At roll Stacks. Yeah.
5: Uh, I would have. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, and
4: we'll get to the world, yeah, honestly.
5: At Royal Stacks it has to be the secret item menu, uh, Bay of Fire, which has two beef patties, American cheddar, bacon, uh, onion rings, barbecue sauce and tr- uh, truffle mayo.
1: Right. Wow. So do you get the American cheddar, the orange cheddar? Like, the, Do you bring that in? We don't so there's a company in Australia that duplicates that
5: that okay. cheese yeah. that's yes. in America. Uh, yeah, they're which called is... they're pure dairy. It's like it's called a high melt cheese. So it's designed specifically to not melt as fast and be put on burgers and has an amazing flavour. Wow. And,
4: and all the ingredients in your burgers are fresh. You make your own patties as well.
5: Yeah, yeah, all our patties are hand pressed. We don't put any like garlic or onion or anything. It's, just purely beef that so is fantastic like that. Yeah. absolutely great
4: and that's and that's what you want these days and I think there's a lot of people out there that are that have little allergies to especially onion
5: oh yeah definitely yeah. onion allergy we we cater for so many allergies like you you know um Gluten allergies, lactose allergies, fructose allergies. Uh, We've got it all. We've got, you know, beef, chicken, vegetarian, vegan. We've got an amazing vegan burger as well. We're using a fantastic patty from the Alternative um, Meats
1: company. Uh, they've got a great vegan patty. Um, so I wouldn't then... have to come in and do my usual thing where I'm like, can I get the hamburger? <laughs> but can I please get that without the hamburger patty? <laughs>
2: and then can I also get
1: the bun that is gluten free? Um, and then can I please have no cheese? Or can you have a non-dairy cheese? We get that all Half an hour later, everyone behind me going, go away. free,
5: milk free. We get that all the time. I wonder there's no we, chefs in
4: the industry. <laughs>
5: <laughs> we are great with dealing at custom custom burgers. Yeah. So whatever your requirements are, you can always find something oh, at Royal
4: Stacks. That sounds awesome. It's not just about burgers. I've had, you, you've got some amazing desserts, drinks as well. <laughs> yeah, we do. It just, it's a plethora. It's yes. a plethora. <laughs>
2: It's a real and it's a meeting spot too at the Correct. Collins Street yeah. one. Yeah. It's a real meeting, yeah. you know, where people and it's so centrally located. Now the one thing I love because I helped out with the launch of the food trucks. Yeah. Now tell us uh, the <laughs> fabulous <laughs> things that you do, uh, you know, with the food trucks. Well, I've actually
5: we take it a lot. Uh, we take it around all over Victoria to a lot of music festivals, and I've recently just what. Yesterday, I got back to Melbourne um, from the biggest music festival that we do. It's called Beyond the Valley. It's mm. a four-day music festival yep. throughout the new year. This year was bigger than last year. There was 25,000 people. We How many burgers? Uh, we averaged like 40, uh I thought we were gonna average 1,400 burgers a day, which is what we've done previously, but because there was more people, we actually went (laughs) through a lot more stuck. And it was just absolutely crazy. And how many
4: staff do you have working just for that event?
5: I have 10, so I take (gasps) two teams. I take a lunch team and a dinner team. and that's it. If you're over on lunch, you just... Over four days. Over four crazy days throughout New you still Year's. still exhausted? Are you, are you I'm you're so tired. tired? Yes. <laughs> oh. So, Terry, with, with the truck, is it actually... It's branded Royal
3: Stack. So, if it people is. want to try these amazing burgers yeah. and they're out at an event or a festival where the truck is,
5: yep. they can just look out for the actual branded truck. Yes, but the thing is... Um, so, you you won't see our logo on the truck. Okay. So, we actually got our truck designed by a wonderful artist called Jasmine Mansbridge... And she did um, some fantastic artwork. Very Very colourful. colourful. If you've ever been to the Collins Street store and seen the artwork on the wall there, that. So that arc, mm. art is duplicated onto the truck, so you'll see fantastic colours popping out at you. So find the most colourful, brilliant truck. And with and the that's great the burger smells coming from it. <laughs> can, you,
1: can you actually hire your truck for, like, your own personal event? Could that yeah. be a fun thing to do? Yeah. <laughs> if you're having, like, a 21st or, uh, a, you know, like... Oh, how awesome would <laughs> the kids oh, yeah. Would love yeah, yeah, contact
5: us. Yeah. I want to get into one of Helen's parties. Oh. <laughs> oh. I want to be with the oh. VIP people. Oh. I want you at one of my parties. <laughs> They're good parties. Sure, I can see a contra deal coming up here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, Terry, I don't eat a lot of burgers, but no. I've got to say I did run out of the uh, first birthday celebration
5: with a couple in my bag, <laughs> in a brown paper bag, um, home to the kids. So Jim, they I'm are glad they're in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I hope burger. to see all you guys in the next yes. week at the, oh, at the fourth birthday party. Because, oh, we yes. went
1: last year and they had the uh, opera oh, singer. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. But,
5: yeah. For that week, it's going to be decked out like the McDowell store in the movie <laughs> *Coming to America*. That is awesome. We're celebrating the McDowell. It's a fantastic and you burger. And we can find
2: you online as well. So
5: it's yeah, of um, course. Royal Stacks. Ro- our Instagram is Royal Stacks AU. Yes. Um, and yes, you can find us on Facebook yes, and Instagram. And
2: royalstacks.com.au. Yes. So oh, thank you, Terry. Thank you for having thanks, me. Terry. Guys. Thanks,
5: Terry. Thanks for coming. joining
1: us. Thanks so much. It's been lovely chatting with you. Thank you, Helen. We're going to be back after the break. You are listening to the Breakfast Table.
0: This is the Breakfast Table on SEN Plus. Good morning. You're
1: listening to The Breakfast Table. We're on our home run this morning for the first day back of 2020 today. And Helen Rise as always, we've touched a little bit on all the things you've been up to over the
2: last couple of weeks. But I know. Well, I've got something really exciting that I'm uh, working on mm. called City Taste of Tennis. And they have have taken a little rest for about five years from the Melbourne Grand Slam, Australian Mm -hmm. Open. Yep. And they're coming back uh, in a couple of weeks on Thursday the 16th of January at the Plaza Ballroom. And tennis legend Pat Cash will be hosting the event. And it's where they bring chefs and tennis players together. So the chefs cook up the uh, meals Mm. and the tennis players... Serve them up. Oh, that's very cool. And it's it's just a fun event with great. You know, great music, lots of beverages and beautiful food. How uh, many people from, normally get along to that? Well,
1: this one... Are they they got enough you know, tennis players to go around in Australia?
2: people. <laughs> uh, there's about 10 uh, restaurants on mm-hmm. board, uh, like Pierrick Boyer, Ian Curley, Scott Pickett, uh, David Ricardo. Uh, so there's, there's amazing top chefs that will be, um, you know, showcasing some of their delicious food. Um, and it's it's very, very exciting. So if anyone I, I believe there might be some tickets left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go on to tasteoftennis.com forward melbourne. But they do it around the world at every Grand Slam like New York and Wimbledon. Uh, and it's it's a very, very exciting event. And it's it's Almost like um, you know, it complements the Australian Open, and you've got so many people already arriving in Australia at the t- mm. in Melbourne at the time. Yes. What well, really so does s-
3: showcase Australia or Melbourne's food in particular, doesn't it? Correct. It Makes sense. I mean, really been, we've been we to we a few. Of five them. years yeah. ago,
2: and great um, to have it back in Melbourne. It. So, thank you, City Taste of Melbourne. We look forward to um, seeing lots and lots of uh, people, lots of coverage. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. It. Yep, that sounds like an awesome event. Now we are going to round off the show with a chat. Yes. We have a fabulous mm. guest here this morning and um, he, a uh, very talented, uh, dist- well, uh, gin distiller and um, it is David Irwin or Dave Irwin who's co co-owner, co-owner of Patient Wolf Gin and is a distiller. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Now uh, we're we're here because you've recently opened the Patient Wolf Gin Distillery in Southbank, um, which you know offers an incredible uh, you know cocktails and food and masterclasses and gin tastings. Like it's it's a whole world of gin which Australia's beginning to really appreciate now.
0: Absolutely, there's uh, been a huge amount of growth in gin at the moment. Um, Yeah, and the the bar is just a representation of our gin. So I've been working on this for a while and it's just fantastic to be able to sort of showcase it that's in its home environment.
1: Had you previously um, worked for another gin distiller before before this? No, day? pretty much self-taught. So, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can learn on YouTube these days, is it? It's <laughs> like Actually, my dad with his wine.
0: <laughs> that was our first port of call, but there's not really? much out there. Yeah, there's. Um, so we we just went out and we visited lots of other distilleries. Mm. We spent about four years researching to sort of get there with uh, my business partner Matt Argus. Yes. Um, so we went to places, you know, some of the other big distilleries around. Everybody gave us good advice. surprisingly but not so surprisingly now that I think about it. Yeah, so it was just a really good environment to get into. And then, yeah, we just had a crack, bought a little still, had some, uh, yeah, put it on the kitchen counter and went for it.
2: That's amazing. Now, not only did you are you self-taught, you won awards. Yes. Silver and gold medals. Please tell us about all of and so- how that
0: came about. <laughs> so we started off, I guess, um, we've had our main product for about two years and we introduced a new product uh, generally so our Melbourne Dry that generally would get a silver or a gold it's been refined over time I've had a good opportunity to sort of get a get it to where we want and our um, latest release was Summertime which is a beautiful gin and tonic gin the whole concept behind that is that it was made as a GNT style gin mm. so sat basically you know, you're on the porch, the sun setting. You're there with friends, chatting away with condensation. I think you glass.
3: had you had Jack sold it gin. Yeah, exactly
2: yeah, right. I
0: don't need to say anymore. Exactly any
1: more. right. I mean, yeah, being the gin and whiskey um, gal that I am, and it, that is true, and this, particularly this time of year as well. It's such a great time of year to, you know, especially at the end of the day to be able to sit down on the back veranda or on the deck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and sit down with a, with, a, with a gin and tonic. What I love about the gin and tonics I do, I love. I put like a sprig of rosemary in there. I'll often put a bit of cucumber. So essentially it's like a salad. (laughs) (laughs) It's dinner. It's dinner and it's dinner of show. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs)
4: fantastic. But star anise is absolutely beautiful. You drop a bit Mm. of star anise into gin and you get that real herbaceous quality that Mm. comes out so proficient. It's gorgeous.
0: There's also another uh, native Australian botanical you can use, which is aniseed myrtle. So that will also, you break that up, you get more, I guess, of the nose and not so much of that really stark Mm. Aniseed flavour. Oh,
4: it's
2: lovely.
0: Do a bouquet garni. Mm. Try it out and we'll talk. All right.
2: <laughs> Do you want commission or <laughs> <laughs> Now um also the name Patient Wolf? Where did that where was the inspiration for that? So
0: The way, what we wanted to do, we'd seen a lot of gin brands start or distilleries start. Um, They were either really botanical or sort of Australian-driven or they're sort of corporate. We wanted something that was based on tradition with a bit of edge. So we looked at a time when that was prevalent in the industry. Uh, Around Prohibition or after Prohibition, all the cocktail culture just came to the floor. There was all the old uh, speakeasies that started serving really, really good booze and cocktails. And there was a lady who was synonymous with that. Her name was Lana Turner. She was a model and an actress, a bit of a glamour girl. She also had a lot of edge to her. So she was photographed, you know, with a martini and a smoke. But she also spoke her mind, which in those days wasn't really encouraged that
3: No women in here do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good company, I think she'd do well. Sorry, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, and so she coined, as a researcher, she sort of represented the brand or what we thought we wanted in the brand. And so she has a quote, which is, a gentleman is simply a patient wolf. Oh I love that. Oh I love that. Yeah, yes, that, that is... we are. That
2: yeah. we are. <laughs> <laughs> now the other thing that's really exciting for twenty twenty for this year, you've got a uh the Muller Copper Still yes. arriving from Germany. Yes, we do. So tell us a bit Hang about Hang on, what's
3: the name of that again? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jack Muller, What's the Muller it? copper still.
1: Oh, <laughs> it was meant to be. clearly. <laughs> see, that's why you love your. Gin. The match made in heaven.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we've got. Um. We currently have a Muller. Uh, it's made in a small town in Germany. So we've got a 220 litre still at the moment and we've got a 1,000 litre on the way. Now we've just got to find a spot for it in the distillery.
1: I've got a garage you can pop in.
2: (laughs) How big's a garage? (laughs) That (laughs) should be capacity enough for Jack, that size. There (laughs) was something about the copper that brings out some of the flavours. Absolutely. So so explain a bit
0: of that. Copper's a huge part of distillation. Um, If you're, uh, I guess, making base spirit there's a lot of sulfites that come out and essentially the copper reacts with the sulfite to take that out so you don't get sulfur smells. Um, What it does also is it allows all the flavors to blend together. So a lot of copper contact makes for a better spirit.
2: Now, um, it's very unusual to have a gin distillery right in the heart of Melbourne. Like it's, you know, normally you've got to travel half an hour to an hour. Like what made you decide
0: to do that? Oh, I wanted it to be close to home, you know, just yeah, know.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah no <fair laughs> essentially,
0: enough. um we we really wanted to encapsulate that whole urban distillery. Yeah, There's, it's it makes it a lot harder when you don't have a lot of you know spare space around. But we really wanted to make sure that you know people could come in and see it and it could be educated. And a lot of what we do is around that education, education. on goods. because you do cl-
2: master classes absolutely yeah. and show people yeah. what ingredients go into it Engine and how it's flights, made. Yeah, I love that. And Dave, I can
3: imagine um, we've got a massive tourism population in Melbourne, and especially as your your distill. Is it a still distillery? Yes, distillery. distillery. Is yeah. So I can just see a lot of people just really flocking to that and having having a look at what's going on. I can see it being
0: a massive hit. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And so we have plans for new things coming in as well. Um, there's one thing to look out for if you're a martini fan. We will have a bit of a martini cart, which uh, will roll out. You get to make your own martinis. You get to oh, where, where do we find them. that? <laughs> 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 it's coming through
2: the door. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, now the uh, I mean you also have tasting notes as well yeah, online. Uh, so people can go on to patientwolfgin.com slash forward gin. Yep. And and that's how they can find you and yeah, find absolutely. where you're
0: located and as well. And we're also Instagram, just, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, yeah. As
2: tempting, with tempting images. Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh,
0: I love the images. And you
4: know what? we can come down, make some great foams for food with gins which go down really well, especially mm. with oysters. Yes, yeah. the shucking. Yeah. Mm. We're
2: oh, yeah, going have a discovery. shucking
4: great time, we are. <laughs> <laughs> shucking great time.
1: That sounds amazing. Honestly, no, thank you, Dave. That's Awesome! I can't wait to get down there myself and have a have a go at that, and just see what sort of wonderful concoctions that we can make with um, with that gin, because we have a, a high rotation, <laughs> sadly, um, at the bar at home. Well, but you do, yes. <laughs> like I said, I add the extra food groups to oh, it. Come on, Jack! <laughs> no, it's wonderful, and it's also wonderful to see Australians doing great things and innovating. Definitely, and you're
0: yeah.
2: exporting the gin at all?
0: Uh, yeah, we do go to Japan. Oh, um, we're looking at that this year, and with the award that we just recently won the Hong Kong International Spirits and uh, and Wine Award for the summertime. Yeah, we can really get into that market.
3: I know back in December, um, you were at the AMZ market and we were there too and every second person had a bag with gin in it, I can tell you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A big hit. Oh, thank you, Dave. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Helen, as always, for bringing wonderful guests in. We're very excited that we're going to be joining you again next week from 8am on SEM+. You have been listening to The Breakfast Have a great 2020. Have Have a great great weekend. Weekend.
3: Happy New Year.